You are now listening to Black Guy Therapy, a therapeutic podcast. Welcome to Black Guy Therapy. What's up, everybody? What's what up? up? What up? What What's up? happening? How you How you doing today, Joe? I'm doing fantastic, man. Henry, I can't complain, brother. Okay, that's that's what I like to hear. Welcome to Black Guy Therapy, everybody. If this is your first time listening to us, I sound like a broken broken record when I say this, but I I gotta say it every time because I never know what episode people are gonna click on. So, right. if you are listening to us for the first time, um, <coughs> Black Guy Therapy is a therapeutic podcast. Um, we can't say that enough here that we love we love that um, we're a therapeutic podcast for black men um, or whoever wants to listen to us. But primarily black men, we talk about issues that affect us daily or um, issues that affect us in our life that we don't generally talk about with other people. We kind of just let it go by the wayside. Right. Yep. yep. So, um, again, if it's your first time listening to us, every episode we always uh, we always take a journey. Um, we'll always pick a topic and we will talk about that for the day. And uh, I don't have today's topic, so I'm going to turn it over to you, Joel. I think you want to lead this this party today. Yeah, I can do that. Uh, and, and what is this, episode two of nah, I, I season think, two? Or I is think this, this is three? like three. It's either three or four. Yeah, we in there somewhere. I can't yeah. remember exactly. Yeah, I want to say this is probably, I want to say it's two. Nah. Because we nah. did the year in review. Nah, that was two. I think this is, this is the. I think this is three. Okay, well, yeah, we're yeah. not gonna argue on that. We're not gonna yeah, waste so time trying to figure out what episode it is. Let's, Season let's, two, episode yeah. three. Let's say, let's say that. I think, I think you're right though, because yeah. we did that one first. So, what I want to talk about today is uh, being a hypocrite. That you are. That I am. That and, I am. And I want to, <laughs> I want to change that. But I also want to ask: Am I really a hypocrite? So one of the one of the most challenging things that any human being can do is look at themselves in the mirror and hold themselves accountable, call themselves to the table. And um, uh, my good friend Jamar, who was actually on the podcast on season one, I, I talked about it then, but he created this thing called the formula where you do anytime you have a situation that goes that goes on in your life, bad or good, but more specifically bad, because that's when we learn the most. You go through and you kind of ask yourself those important questions like, what did I do in this situation? What could I have done better, et cetera, et cetera. So I started thinking about that. And, and one of the first things that came to my mind, and I want to I start here if that's okay, but as a parent, you already know that underage drinking, for instance, is, is bad. It's illegal, number one. It's ridiculous. And then the impacts on a child is pretty, pretty awful, Right. Right. Correct. Maybe, but, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I really don't know for sure, but I, I, I would not allow my children to drink. I'll okay. put it that way. But if I'm drinking in front of my children and I'm telling them that they shouldn't, am I being a hypocrite? No, because they shouldn't at that age. Now, as they get older, like when they turn as, as, as of legal age, mm-hmm. they're grown. They can do what they want to do. You're not saying, no, don't ever do this. You're saying, no. This ain't the time for it because at that time they're still developing and you don't want them to become because we know alcohol, alcoholism is a problem. It's It's real. real. Mm -hmm. So do you want your children to be alcoholics at their young age? Right. So, so that's, I, I agree with you. I actually think that's where I was going to go eventually. Mm -hmm. But the question I'll ask on that is, do you think parents explain it that way? No, it's just no, because I said so. 
Right. Yeah. That's, and that's it. And and traditionally, and I think that I think that that white parents explain it a little better than black parents. I would agree. Um, because you know, black parents just be like, no. And I feel like white parents, well, no, you shouldn't do this because, right? Right. And 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 maybe there's some historical there absolutely is. to that, right? Like <laughs> absolutely is. Yes. So again, we ain't had time. We never had time to. That's right. No, don't do that. Don't worry about it. Like somebody else had already yes. been through that. So no, don't worry about it. I'll tell you later. Yep. Or you'll or you'll learn eventually on yes. your own, right? Yeah. So. so what about like and and I'm glad we started there because I think that kind of sets the table for the listeners because now you kind of get an idea of what what it looks like to be a hypocrite in the eyes of someone. Yeah. Something as small as drinking that is is it's something super social. Most people do that. But when you think about the image that you're portraying to your children, they see it, but then they're hearing I can't do it. And even in a child's mind, they're trying to process. It. They're trying to process. And even if you give the explanation, sometimes the explanation may not be good enough in that moment. So there's the potential to look like a hypocrite in front of a child mm-hmm. when you're explaining something like that. Well, you go back to the old saying when you were coming up, your child, you stay in the child's place. Yeah. Or <laughs> do as I do, not as I mean, do as I, I say, say, not as I, I do. T- yeah. But for me, that's where a challenge comes in. So that's why, I, again, what you said is exactly where I was going to go, which is the explanation has to be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. It's not just to don't do it. It's mm-hmm. well, number one, you're not old enough. So legally, I could get in trouble for this Mm -hmm. number two your body's small you know you got some development to do i don't know the impacts on this so you need to wait so then i'll follow up with this question to both of y'all your kid goes through middle school high school and they're on point Mm -hmm. responsible accountable on top of their business on top of their grades they're 17 18 years old they come to you they say dad i'd like to try some of that I'm not going to go and drink a bunch with my friends and party. I'm I'm sitting here with you. Mm-hmm. I'm just curious. I'm really curious. What it t- you have some. I see you drink some every once in a while when you're watching the game or when, when people come over. I just want to try it. What do you say? All right. So let me go first. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> so I grew up in the 90s, right? Um, so in... And the '90s was a different time, right? Well, let's let's be real. The '90s was a different time. Like it's way different than now. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I remember as a, as a young child, um, I, I say young. I don't know. I, obviously, I was old enough to remember, so I'd say I don't know six, seven, eight, something mm-hmm. like that. But I, the con- same conversation you just had, or your your um, hypo- hypothetical conversation, yeah. I had that conversation with my dad. He was we were sitting on somebody's porch at six or seven. It. Six, seven, eight, something yeah, like that. I was young. Young. Under 10. Let's just yeah, say. Yeah, I was okay. less than 10. Wow. No doubt about it. Okay. I think I was less than 10. Um, but I remember sitting on the thing and my and my dad was drinking a beer. And I feel like it was, but I, I think it was Budweiser. But I still remember that porch because it was right behind our church. Somebody lived there. Mm-hmm. And I remember asking him, like, I want to try that. And he's like, no. Right. And I was like, no, let me try it. Like, it, it's okay. Right. And yeah. he's like, okay, I'll let you try it. So. Yeah. Like he let me get a little sip of it, and it tasted disgusting. Of course, right? Of course. And I was like, "Oh," and he's like, "See, yeah, that's why I didn't give it to you. Like, yeah. you you don't need to be drinking this." Yeah. But the way he explained it, he let me try it. I didn't like it, and then he's like, "You don't need to be drinking this." Yeah, you the rope, let you hang yourself. Yeah. yeah. So, I, and it's it's funny because as when I got in high school, 
and there was a lot of drinking going on. I had had that experience as a child. I was like, I know what this shit tastes like. Yeah. It's terrible. Like, I, I don't want no parts of that. I think, I think that's why I don't drink beer to this day. Right. Yeah. See, you like had my, these experiences. My parents, my well, not my parents, my father mm-hmm. and my mom, she wasn't going for it. Yeah. They used to get, have gatherings at the house over my uncle's house. So I would, you know, I'm little. I go to the table, his cup on the table. I act like I'm going to grab it. He'll look at me like, you better not. And then you grab it. And I, he's like, all right, go ahead. Yeah. You hit it. What the f- man, this is the nastiest on yeah. earth. Yeah. Right. And, and yeah. And then and you like, just like, look yeah, at I'm you. good on this. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. And, and I blame, because I've been in high school, I went to a couple parties. I went to a lot of parties in high school, but, and there was always drinking. Mm-hmm. But I never was interested in drinking because I had that experience. Yep. As a, as a yeah as a, yeah as a young child right so yeah. I knew I was like yeah I'm I'm good on that I know what that tastes like already I'm yep. good so what do you do because I had a friend actually he told me a story he was like yeah because we were having the same conversation probably about five six years ago maybe even longer than that and he said one of my friends was telling me that it's him and his brother mm-hmm. they both went and talked to their dad and they were young probably around like 13 14 15 somewhere in there both of them asked their dad to let him taste. So he let both of them taste. One hated it, and one was like, oh, okay, this is pretty cool. And he actually enjoyed it, and he was okay with it. So it's it's this weird, because I agree with you, man. Yeah. I, at some point, you have to, and I'm, I'm not condoning underage drinking or anything like that, but when I, at some point, you have to be able to use the tangible things around you to mm-hmm. teach lessons. Yeah. So while teaching certain lessons, how do you manage that? Because what you don't want to be as a parent is a hypocrite. And I think some of the biggest failures that I realize now as an adult mm-hmm. and a parent mm-hmm. in my household growing up is that a lot of it was it was hypocritical. It was a don't do it without explanation. Well, I think some things as being a parent, you have to be hypocritical about just because of the care of the child, not just because, you know, you're being a hypocrite. OK, who cares? You're doing what's in the best interest of the kid, not about based on who sees you as a hypocrite because can't nobody tell you how to raise your children. Nobody in this room can tell you how to raise your children. Right. Nobody outside of your household can tell you how to raise your children. And I'm pretty sure you and your wife bump heads from time to time on how to raise your children. Yep. True. So you're going to always have your own opinion on how you mm-hmm. think you should raise your kids. Yep. So that's not, to me, that's not being a hypocrite. That's being, all right, look, I'm not ready for you to learn that lesson yet. When I'm ready for you to learn that lesson, we'll go through that. But who decides that? Like, cause are we? That's are we, where I was gonna go. Are we hurting our kids by doing that? Because let's think about. No, and, and we're just using. We're we're just talking about alcoholism or yeah. not alcoholism, but alcohol. As the, yeah, I'm as say, teacher right now. How yes. did we get to alcoholism <laughs> already? Yeah, we're talking yeah. about alcohol as the teacher right now. Just yeah, for this the scenario. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. but like, but let's let's take our European countries. That was the legal drinking age is what 15 or 16. Something young. So, but. And they have a lower, they don't have as many kids on, on that side. Yes, that, that, that are alcoholics. Exactly. Yeah, it's so, true. I mean, where, where is the, because I feel like here, we you got to wait till you're 21, right? Mm-hmm. But you can go fight a war at 18. But you can go yeah. fight a war at 18, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and it's just, hint, that, hint, again, there's that, hip, there's that hypocritical statement, right? Yeah. Like, you you old enough to go die, but you're not old enough to drink. Yeah. Well, I mean, so, I still don't think, like, to each his own in that situation. Like, because... I couldn't see myself passing my daughter anything yeah. until she's old enough. Yeah. Till I think she can mentally handle this. Yeah. Right now, I don't think she's mentally ready for this. Because then mm-hmm. again, what if she does like it? Right. Then and then what? she won't. And she's well, sneaking. Then you got to have another. Then. then you got to have another conversation. Like, hey, look, 
if you like this, let me tell you what happens, wh- what can happen. Like you got to explain it. Like if they, if you like, if this is something you like, when you get older, you'll be able to have access to this, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if this is what you're gonna have access to, you have to know what can happen. Yeah, and you just got to explain it like that. Yeah, because yeah. like kids understand. Like, no, no, I, I get it. She smart. understands, but. Nah, I ain't ready for that part yet. And and I I'm not I agree with you. I agree with you, but what you're mm-hmm. saying is right. But I and see this is where the hypocritical piece comes I'm about in to say, because boy, you the biggest hypocrite right I, now. Yeah. <laughs> no, because they're facts. What no. he's saying is real. But, but it, what you're saying is the truth. I'm not ready for that. No. But the reality is, if I now let's switch subjects. Let's talk sex. Yeah. If my kid wants to go and sneak and do something, how do I stop it? I can't. You can't stop it if they sneak in and do it. So when we start having those conversations with our children about those feelings, those emotions mm-hmm. and having boyfriends or girlfriends, mm-hmm. how do you approach that? Knowing that, especially the way that the world is working. I mean, I was watching a show with my wife last night and at least there were this this game show where they're basically intentionally trying to catfish and, and trick each other to win. It's you called the Netflix, circle. Huh? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say <laughs> Watch that like show, the, circle. the circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's, there were eight and then eventually they first one is like 10, 10 characters total. <laughs> At least six of them were gay. Six out of 10 were claiming to be bisexual or gay. Mm. So when you think about the pressurized situation that children are in right now, mm-hmm. as far as sexuality is concerned, mm-hmm. even as young as eight, nine, 10 years old, Dwayne Wade's son, he, he may be 12 to. now. Yeah, yeah, it's like the exposure is so crazy. You have no idea what sexuality is at 12 years old. No. So when you start thinking about even younger, how do you have these conversations? How do you explain it without sounding like a hypocrite or without trying to put the the, the church fear in people? Because that's what I grew up in was the church fear. Mm-hmm. You don't do it because if you do it, God's going to be mad at you was basically the yeah. way it was explained. Yeah. Right. So it. It's almost like, you know, you got this young child and you want to explain to cuz cuz obviously as a parent, if you got a boy mm-hmm. and you and you are, you are a heterosexual male, mm-hmm. you want your, your child to be heterosexual male, right? Right. So well, you want to explain it in from a from a situation <laughs> like, "Hey, look, like girls da 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 da, da but you don't I, and I don't know, like I I don't have kids mm-hmm. yet, right? But I mean, do you, is it fair to say, um, like, hey, this is if you like a girl, these are all the things that can go that you can go through, right? Mm-hmm. But because they're going to have questions, and and obviously the society we're in, you're seeing on TV, like in mainstream media, gay people on TV, mm-hmm. and so you got to have that conversation too, right. Right? right? So, and I think. And and the, there's a hypocritical part because you, you want to leave it out because you don't even want them to have those ideas in their head, mm-hmm. right? But it, it's just hard because how do you how do you deal with that? Yeah, I think it's I approach tough. it when they come talking to me about it, and 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 I keep it I keep it honest and open, and not try to like tell them no, don't do this. Like, hey, listen, yeah, before you do anything, mm-hmm. tell me about it. Yeah, so we can make sure all the proper because if yeah. if you tell them no, no, and do the fear thing. Now they're gonna be like they're gonna all right now I'm gonna slide out and do it and you potentially now I'm curious. catch a disease. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Have and, a and baby, get pregnant, come with a baby. Cause think about it, like we're not very far from from Atlanta, right? We're, yeah. we're three hours, three yeah. and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And the pipeline runs straight through. Straight through here. Yeah. yeah. So in Atlanta, I hate to say it, but we know that it has a high 
uh, population of people with with Asian AIDS and HIV. No, yeah. I say Asian. Where, where are you going <laughs> with this? <time? laughs> AIDS and HIV. So yeah. like that, you need to have these conversations with yeah, your kids conversation. as early as yeah. possible. Yeah. Like, like, hey, if you're gonna have sex, these this is what can happen. This is real. This is yeah. the these are the not taking the not no, taking the time to know the individual that you're having sex with. Mm-hmm. You can run the risk of mm-hmm. you can't get rid of this, this, this and then breaking it down yeah. to them. So they're like not trying to scam. But like if you want to do the that, facts. these are the facts. Yeah. Come talk to come mm-hmm. talk to us about it. Let's let's make sure we're prepared to handle the situation, yeah. even though I don't want you to do this. But I yeah. also don't want you to sneak around my back and do it. And 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 I say this, too. It's, it's super important that we pay attention. See, sometimes we get so caught up in the everyday. Mm hmm. And we talked about this on the the show. I don't remember when it was, but yeah. you wake up, you go to work, and we you know we went through we're that moving. whole process, yeah, right? We're moving nonstop. I was crickets. What? <laughs> sorry, I, I was I was talking with Sincere one day, and I realized, huh? Sometimes you know, and Sincere's my 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 eleven year old mm-hmm. boy, mm-hmm. Um, and he's my stepson. So there's there's this conversation he he and I, he and his dad and I had mm-hmm. that's the way I put it. his dad and I had this conversation a while back, but the funny thing is sometimes kids, they talk so much. They got so much to say that you're just like, Oh my God, here we go. They talking, they talk, but you have to pay attention to what these kids are saying yeah, watch because the they'll give you the clues mm-hmm. to be able to have those conversations. So like you said, until they bring it to me, it's very unlikely sincere will come up to me and, and be like, Hey, Hey Joe. So what's this whole gay thing about? Yeah. But what he might say is, yeah, and they were talking about this and they were teasing this girl because they said she was gay. Yeah. But if I'm like, oh, man, he's been talking the entire time since he's been home. He got home at four o'clock and it's now six thirty and it's just like he's been talking Non-stop. the whole time. Yeah. Now I'm more likely to be like trying to tune it out. But you got to pull from you have, it. You got to pull a parent. You have to because they can tell you what's attention. going on. They will. Without telling you what's going they will on. Absolutely. Tell you. And so that's another thing about yeah. parenting. Yeah. And being a hypocrite. Mm hmm. Like you don't get the opportunity to take time off for you anymore. Mm-mm. See, we get That's caught up with. in this mindset that, all right, I need time to myself. You gave that up when you chose to, to have, have sex. Yeah. And, well, not and, necessarily that part is when you, when you went bareback Jack and, uh, <laughs> yeah. And said, you know what? Timber. Right. right. <laughs> don't pass go. Yeah. Yeah. Don't pass go. It was go. in there now. Yeah. When you, when you made that choice, you, yeah. you gave up those rights. Correct. And that's the challenge that I've heard people. I remember this, this girl that I used to, I used to work with this young adults group. And this girl said to me, I'm still young. I should be able to still have a life. And you I do. said, it just includes a kid now. <laughs> and that's what I thought. I was like, well, your life, the way that it is, is your fault. Yeah. And you know, people are normally expecting. And when you, you say your fault, they go on defensive. They go straight. She got upset. De- straight. She got upset. Defense mode. Now she wasn't angry, like attacking me. She kind of was more saddened by it. Mm-hmm. But it was the reality of the situation. Like, nobody forced you to do this. You made these or did choices. They? And or that would be a totally different scenario. Nother, yeah, that's a whole nother conversation, though. And if you're watching the uh, Surviving R. Kelly. Right. <laughs> they got a part two of that, by the way, now. Yeah, it's, it's on right now. That's, that's As we speak. That's ridiculous. That is ridiculous. So, talking about having sex with your children, what does that conversation look like? It's going to be awkward. Because you know what it's about. And you don't want your kids to do it. For some people, it'll be awkward. Some people might be okay with it. You know, it, it's funny, or I say it's funny. It's kind of ironic. I don't know if y'all ever watch that show. Uh, it can, what was it come 
what's it? The Black Lightning. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yep. you, you remember there was an episode where he, he had talked to his daughters about sex and his his daughter came to him and was like, look, I'm ready to have sex mm-hmm. with whatever the, the, the boy boy's was. name. Yep. Yeah. So, but he had to have that conversation. Yeah. And it was the, I, you could tell he was just so uncomfortable. And then he saw the boy at school because yep. he's the principal and he's yep. like, oh, I got to. Still got to be nice right. to him. Treat him. Punch, but, him the same. punch him dead in the face. <laughs> but think about it. Like the way he Run did it, him. he told him. Like, because he was talking about cleaning himself. Yep. And he explained to him how to clean himself, yep. right? Because yep. he's still thinking about his daughter, too, yep. you know? So, yeah, it's it's an awkward conversation, but you got to have it. And is it is it fair if if you got access to the other child to, to school them up, too? Mm-hmm. You know yeah, make saying? sure everybody knows. So what do, you, what do you tell a child after you've had these conversations? And they're like, as we're talking about in this situation, your daughter, your son comes up to you and says, Dad, I'm ready to have sex with my girlfriend. And this is my girlfriend. I know we're only 15, but this is my girlfriend. I know about protection because you taught me. I, I, I need you to buy me some condoms. What does that conversation look like? That's when I have a heart attack. I mean, you got to have it. You got to have it. I mean, that's just like having a conversation. If, if, if you get caught cheating on your wife or something, you got to have a conversation, mm-hmm. right? Like it's going to be a tough one. But you got to have it. But what does it look like? You got to have it. Yes. There's no book. There's no book for that. It's not. So that my point, that's, and I'm glad yeah. you said that. There's because no book for that. the beauty of this room is there's three different men, three different perspectives, three different lives, basically. But I would agree. I would, I would be willing to bet rather that for the most part, we kind of think about it the same. So what do you say? How does that conversation go? What, it, what do you, do you say, all right, go ahead and have sex? Or do you, what do you do? You try to divert I mean, that's, that's, Don't y'all want to go to Disney World or something? <laughs> but see, and then like, cause you, cause you, and, and you know, it's going to happen that you almost want it to be in a controlled environment, right? You don't want them to be sneaking around like in the, in the, in the back of your car. You know what I'm saying? You don't want that. You, you know, you've been through that before. Yep. <laughs> I yep. see eyes getting big in here. Like you, you want it to be in a controlled environment. So I don't know, man. That, it that's, was a very that's a controlled tough, environment in the yeah. back of a minivan. <laughs> So, so let me ask you another question. Hey, so, hey, Joe, you messing the, hey, man, we, you want this show to go today or what, man? I don't, I don't want to have conversations about my no, daughter having man. sex, man. I know, it's so <laughs> ugly, ain't it? But I ain't think, ready for this as a parent, man. Think, But there's so many people out there who yeah, are, are going right now it. going through it. Are going through it. And they don't know how to handle it. And men. They don't know how to, yes. you know, they yes. don't have anybody to talk to about it. We've been told we can't voice our emotions. Yeah. So, you're feeling, I would probably break down and cry. Not in front of my daughter, but I'd probably go in another room. You know what I mean? Like, it would touch her. Is, is it fair it's to okay, ask the baby. other parent? That's like, where hey, I was going to go hey, next. Uh, do I ask them? Like, hey, look, That's my where kid I was came in. to me about this. Like, what, are you talking about getting up? the other kid's parents involved? Yes. Yeah, I mean, what, I mean, what do you do? You got to let them know, right? Yep. But what if they be like, yeah, it's okay with us? Then I guess that's another. Then I'm going. Then you the ready internet. to punch them. Then you ready to punch them in the face. Right. You <laughs> should have said no. You say no, motherfucker. <laughs> that, but it's it's so weird. I mean, you get it. I would say get everybody involved in both I mean, parents, both families, both everybody. Children, everybody sit down and have down, a conversation. Let's, let's really about talk it. about this. Are we really ready for this? Mm-hmm. But then, what if after you had after everybody comes together, this answer is still and yes. the answer is still the same. Yeah. Then what do you do? That's. that's I mean, weird. let's be real, like. At the end of the day, it's nothing we can do to stop. Yeah, it. the yeah. kids gonna do what they gonna want to do. Yeah, because we were all kids, and yeah. 
you know. And in the day, I don't care. Yeah, what you I say. see. Yeah, that that right there made you take that whole drink. Just had to hell with it. But yeah, that's scary. That's yeah. a scary thought. Yeah. So now let me transition. Talked about drinking. Talked about sex. Now let's talk about marriage. Okay. Or relationships. Okay. I don't know what you heard about me. <laughs> but, uh, oh, never mind. Go ahead. I'm sorry. But you're in a relationship. And P I M P. The reality <laughs> is two, man. <laughs> Go ahead, man. Go ahead. I'm done. The reality is, I was thinking about this the other day. And, and another reason why I love this show is because I feel protected almost. I have no intentions of doing wrong by my wife. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I have no intentions of putting who I really am and how I really feel on the back burner to make her feel good. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about compromise. Mm -hmm. And when I think about compromise in a marriage, this is where I'm at today. 2020. When people people start talking compromise, they're talking about compromising their integrity so somebody else is comfortable. That's what a compromise is for Joel. Because think about the things that we, when we start talking compromise. Absolutely. There are variables in there. Mm -hmm. But I'm I'm using the umbrella because okay. I can't pinpoint each. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha, somebody okay. could point something out to me tomorrow. I'm like, oh yeah, that's what. Yeah. But overall, if I'm compromising, it's to make my wife feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with Joel because mm-hmm. Joel been Joel. Mm-hmm. It's I'm about say, her. But like, give me an example of a situation where you would let's compromise. Talk, let's talk finance. Finance. Okay. If I want to go and buy me a pair of Jordans, mm-hmm. and they cost two hundred dollars, mm-hmm. I got to run that by my wife. Okay. Right. I mean, you don't have to do anything. You don't. Say, I would, I would, <laughs> you don't. But but what if I do that and then she sees it? What do we do with? How does that conversation go then? Well, hopefully you wouldn't hide it from him because that's, that's your my wife, point. right? But so like, I don't hey, baby, hide it. I'm, I just do it. Hey, I don't baby, talk I'm about. Go it. buy these shoes. This is what I want. And then it causes a problem because that means you done told her no to something that she wanted to buy for herself. Which means what? There's a compromise that's expected. Yeah, 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 yeah. But see, but that's it's not about her. That's you picking that. That's you, you, you picking that that battle. Either see, way. I was always taught pick and choose your battles. If it's really nothing serious, then don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. I'm fighting all the battles. Y'all don't y'all don't know how <laughs> it goes on this. I'm fighting. I'm taking every one of them. Nah, yeah, yeah, hey, <laughs> now to with, each his own, brother. With, with a child, I, that may change. I may be yeah. like, yeah, okay, well, yeah, whatever. Let me, let me sit down. Let me right sit down. now, so I'm taking I'm, every single one. I'm gonna say yeah. And with the child, it's just, yeah, you gonna. Compromise is big with the, with the kid. I will well, say even before the kid comes, mm-hmm. with the emotional changes mm-hmm. that a woman goes through, man, that's a crazy time. And I told Christina, I was like, I was this close to leaving and going to Canada mm-hmm. because she was nuts. Uh, let me see. I don't. I, I don't know how Christina was, but in my house, hey, what you want? You need that? Okay, cool. You need anything from me? Cool. All right. I'm going. I'm going up here in the front room. I see you later. No, I wouldn't like that. Yeah, yeah, see, yeah, no. I wouldn't like that. Yeah. But then here's a weird thing, too. Every child experience is different for a woman. Mm-hmm. So. Well, it was the, with the first one and then with this one, I, I don't get that. Same? Yeah, same. I don't, oh, that's love. I don't get that. Hey, I don't get the nagging, the the hollering at. Because she be sleep all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sleep. No, she was, she was up. She be up majority of the time. She sleeps oh, like. I was like, every time I see her, she sleeps. <laughs> she, I'll see if she looks like she's halfway asleep. She's yeah. like, hey. Yeah, 18 <laughs> hours out of the day. But no, like through the first kid, man, we, it wasn't anything. Like, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, okay. So 
It's just, I guess, the situation or the individual. And I don't think she's that emotional. That helps. And that, I think that, that's that what, does. what personality. Does yeah. Personality does impact. Like our, I, our, I agree our, with that. Our personalities are 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 great together. Gotcha. Because she knows who, how I am, and I know how she is. So, so boom. I'm gonna take. We a have quick, no issue. I'm gonna take a quick detour right here. Well, before you take that detour, we're oh, gonna take a quick break. Okay. How about that? So that we're works. Gonna, we're gonna pay some bills, and then we're gonna be back. All right. Peace. So before we took a break, Joe, you had something to say. You wanted you wanted to take us on another route. So let's go down that route. Yeah, yeah. Run down the route tree. Yeah, they were saying football. <laughs> go right here, brother. Right. I do it quick and then come right back. Uh, you made a great point, Henry. Personalities are so so important. Correct. In a relationship. Correct. Understanding yours and standing firm on it. So again, talking about compromising. Mm-hmm. When you start compromising who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. And then you get with somebody else who is showing you exactly who they are. Mm-hmm. When you go back to being who Yourself, you really are, it's, totally it's going to be issue. a challenge. Yeah. And one of the most important things for Joel that I came to this, I came to this conclusion. Nobody mm-hmm. else. I'm not trying to convince anyone of this. I don't believe in the one. I believe in your decisions lead you on certain paths. When you and, say the one, what do you mean by that? The, that one, this particular is the, individual. That one this particular one. individual for okay. me. Person. Okay. Yeah. God put this person on the earth for me and me only. I don't buy into that. Okay. I believe that there's a ton of people that can make you happy out there. Correct. And there's a ton of people that can make you miserable. Correct. And then there's everything in between. Yeah, because you experienced that before you got married. The ton that made you happy. Absolutely. The ton that made you miserable. Absolutely. I think we all did in this room. Yeah, you've already seen it before. So the reality is when you're looking for a significant other for real, it can't just be about how much I think I love this person or how good they are for me. Every, all the stuff that we talk about on this show has to come into a place, especially as a black man. You've got to be able to, all right, this is who I am. Yeah. I mean, you tell us all the time, love isn't enough. It ain't. It ain't enough. So something simple like conflict resolution. Mm-hmm. If I resolve conflict in this way and they resolve it this way and those things are like oil and water, I need to be able to know that on the front end. Yeah. And I've already seen it. Mm-hmm. It's just, am I willing to accept it? Yeah. And that's one of the challenges too. When we start talking about people getting in relationships and getting married, if you ain't paid attention to or, or you're not on. willing to acknowledge what you're seeing, are you, you in a world of trouble. Mm-hmm. Divorce rate is so high because people are doing things based on what they want right now. Yeah. They get the, those Google eyes. Yeah. This that's is the it. one. And then they, man, what the and, hell? And you know, it's funny. You say it like that. If you think about divorce rates mm-hmm. and you think about the cost of weddings, mm-hmm. the more the higher the cost of the wedding, the the better your chances are of getting divorced. And you even even planning a wedding, you can see yes, sir. you can start those, telling, yeah, yeah, yeah yes, sir. you know those things and you yeah. ignore them yep. essentially because you whatever, I'm just gonna let it I'm gonna let it you know, because this is so. The let big me ask day you, and your, let me ask you guys, because y'all married. Mm-hmm. Did you have a big say in your wedding? Yes, Joe? I did. Was there certain things that you had to have in your wedding? 
For me, yes. The, well, the biggest thing is I wanted to just have the reception. I was really, really big. I didn't care about the ceremony as you much as the reception. reception. I wanted to bring all of my family because it had been so long since I had seen everybody in the same gotcha. place, same time. Gotcha. Because I left Michigan over what, 14, 15 years ago. Okay. So I, I just wanted to get all my people so, back together. But you just wanted the reception. But that was like, it wasn't, I want this kind of cake. I, I didn't want care this nothing color. about none of See, that. See, that's what I'm saying. That's yeah. where I'm going. So I'm pretty sure you having a reception and having all your family there, that wasn't a big issue to her. No. So that, that wasn't really nothing that uh that, that you would have seen no. uh back and forth about. Nope. We didn't there were no signs from the wedding process gotcha. that I got from my wife where I was gotcha. like, ooh, I should have paid attention to this. Gotcha. But the way we resolve conflict, I saw that before. Before. And you knew what you were And I knew with. what I was getting into. And that's but that I didn't acknowledge with. it. Oh. I didn't acknowledge it all the way. So now when, you when we do have our, our issues, because we are so different in the way we resolve conflict, mm -hmm. it causes problems. Gotcha. So I'm not one of those fortunate people who our, our marriage is here and we never have. No, we have we have issues that we got to deal with all the time. Yeah. And I'm not sure if that's because of <laughs> here's the 799. I'm <laughs> not sure if it's because of the business that we have together. But it's almost like we have to continually learn yeah. in yeah. our marriage. It, it went since up we're dealing with other, it went up. Yeah, it went up. It's twenty dollars oh, now. Man. I don't, that's, All the that's, plugs. That's massive jump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inflation. Like 40% jump. Inflation, brother. <laughs> but it just, you know, just yeah. something for people to think about. Like, pay attention to stuff before you get married. And and you know me. I like to be honest. Mm -hmm. I was actually Sometimes. engaged to be married to, uh, uh, I went to college with a girl. She actually worked at the school uh, while I was a student there. Okay. And, um. Look at she was on her business. Off his teacher, boy. Nah, she, went to, she worked. She worked one of them government of programs. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> but anyway, we we dated for for some years, and then we were talking about getting married. Mm -hmm. And to your point, Todd, through that process, I was like, learn some things. You figured out everything. <laughs> we were to be married in June and January. I was like, we can't do this. Mm. It was awful. Mm. And the only person that made me feel good about calling it off was my mom only person everybody else was kind of just like don't do that to her don't do that to her don't but, do that that's messed up you did that to her no not really because if that's not gonna work yep. it was gonna be bad for her too Man. it was gonna be bad then y'all was gonna wind up getting divorced and you, that's more money wasted yep, yep. and cut the, your ties now yeah and the bad part is she's not a bad person it's just it was i i, I took the time and i was like we don't work well together in this instance because the things that i need I'm not getting. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be mad about this for the rest Every of my day. life. You that doesn't up. make sense to me. Not at all. So I, I wound up calling it off and, and it, it got ugly for a minute mm -hmm. because we're six months out. Right. You know what I mean? But yeah, right. Man, check this out. So this just happened to me recently. One of my one of my good friends from college is getting married. Uh, he was supposed to get married in December. Mm -hmm. and this past December? This past December. Okay. So... And and we talk about seeing the signs, right? Mm -hmm. So he he's he's a lawyer, and oh, he, man. and he works for a university in their sports department. He's like a sports lawyer, right, okay. for one of the, the colleges in in the state of Tennessee. Okay. So this school is in East Tennessee, and um, hit the, the the woman he was going to marry was from West Tennessee. So she's thinking, you know, hey, we're gonna stay out here until we get married then we're gonna go back to west tennessee right yeah and like she's you know he's he's 
on pause about kids and she's like trying to have kids immediately. Mm-hmm. But when they was dating, none of that stuff came up. It mm-hmm. didn't come up until, you know, a, a few months before this wedding. Right. So now they're having these issues, and he's like, "Well, shit, I, I uh, uh-uh. uh, that ain't what I signed up for. Right. You knew what I was doing. I like it here. I want to stay here, and you came out here, and I, and I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But all these other things, you didn't say nothing about that, <laughs> right? So it was, it's funny. About three weeks before the wedding, um, I got a, a RSVP card that said the wedding is off. Like, and it was a nice card, like, cause these, cause both of these people, they they got they got a little little money, little money. So like. There was this nice wedding invitation, not wedding invitation, wow. saying the the wedding of whatever is is has been canceled. But finding out what had happened, it's, it's exactly what we're talking about, right? Yeah. Like he didn't find out who this woman really was mm-hmm. until it was almost crunch time, right? So and he paid attention to his signs. He's yeah. like, Shh, I ain't doing that. And and here's the tie-in for anybody that's listening. If you choose to ignore those signs and then you get married five years later you get a divorce in my opinion you're a hypocrite that's joel i don't know if anybody I, wants to add on to that i don't know i don't know maybe maybe <laughs> I, it just i don't know I don't, I don't even know how to answer that right now i don't even know if if i can say that you're a hypocrite and and I guess maybe you you would fall in that situation. In that situation, you do fall into that category. I guess yeah. that's what I'm trying to say. But I don't I don't know, man. That's in in the so real, there are variables. There are variables. Yeah. So I, I'll protect you with the variables. There are things that you know you can't account for that yeah. happen to come up. That's different. I'm saying the obvious stuff like we're talking about. Like we weren't supposed to. Hey, we're gonna move here and we're gonna do this and this yeah. is the goal. Yeah, I'm with that. Then you get married. I don't want to be here anymore. Yeah, I'm miserable. Yeah. That you're ruining my life. Yeah, I, I I've been compromising all this time and doing all this for you. When are you gonna do something for me? Right. We should that, have talked about that on the front end. That's where it becomes hypocritical. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. can see that. I can see that. See, that makes perfect sense. So here, and I want to say this because because one of the things I love again about Black Guy Therapy for me is just that opportunity to kind of vent and get stuff out there so people. People know that this is authentic because I'm talking about real life situations. Yeah. Uh, I you might have saved somebody's marriage today. I hope. Or or fixing to be married. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah, might have yeah. prevented a marriage prevented, today. Yeah. I'm, I hope you so. Know, going down that path of turmoil. Yeah, yeah I, I hope, man, if I can save some. So my goal, all I want to do is I want to impact somebody's life with mine. If I'm not doing that when I leave here, then I failed. Well, let me tell you how you can impact my life, brother, while we on air. I'm getting about a hundred thousand. I got you. There it is. Y'all heard him. Y'all heard it here first. So I'm black guy therapist. <laughs> so when I take Joe to court, can I give me my money? <laughs> but I do want to bring this up because you, me and you joke about this all the time. Yes, we sir. talk about the four walls. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that you said to me on a number of occasions is, hey, you can come over anytime you want. Yeah. And I've been to your house how many times? None. I've been there once, man. Stop lying to these people. No, you ain't been there. None. I've been there once. Are you talking about the drive by? No, we went in the house. I was talking about when you went in. In five yeah. seconds and came back out. Yeah, I've been so, there. I've been there once. So, Todd, do you even count that? <laughs> it know. don't count. If, he, if he step in and put his shoes in and then you put your right foot in, <laughs> you take your right. <laughs> nah. that, that don't count. Yeah, it, I, it doesn't count. Yeah, you went in and walked out. That yeah, don't yeah. yeah. It don't count. And I, go I, over there, I go over there and lay on this brand new couch he just got. 
with your shoes on? No, not with my shoes on. I don't say no. Nah, well, but I, I will eat a chicken sandwich on <laughs> this couch. I, I did do that. Nicole, <laughs> Nicole, as, as oh, I don't want no him problems. And Nicole. I, I say I don't want now, no problems. You'll see the pregnant lady get married no, real quick. No, <laughs> no, I want no problems. Now, hey, he's standing on your couch in here. Yeah, but no, I bring that up for a reason. Yeah, because what you're saying is so true. But that's where the whole hypocritical thing comes. That's where the hypocritical thing comes into play. I've never seen Joe, so now I know what it is. You just didn't want to go down there. It's so so for me. Hold on, here come the lie, y'all. Stop, man. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm trying. I'm trying to trying to be honest and tell real stories in here, man. The real lie. <laughs> okay, but no. So for me, I am so much more comfortable by myself. I get it. I am too. You know what I mean? I and am it's, too. it's it's difficult because I also thoroughly enjoy being around people. I'm the same way. It's it's this weird. You have scenario. those points in time and yes. moments where you be like, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm good. good right now. I'm good. I ain't, I ain't trying to do that right yep. now. Regardless, I mean, yeah, y'all watching a fight down there. It's cool. I, I might come. I might not. Yeah. It's nothing personal. It's just I'm good. Yeah, because I got mad love for yeah. you. So it ain't like I don't like man. I don't I, really like Henry for I real in real life. Yeah, it's the truth. But you know, <laughs> I I get what you're saying because I I feel like I'm programmed the same way. Like yeah. I really just don't feel like it. But but for somebody on the outside that may not be that way, somebody mm -hmm. who's used to always being we'll be in those, they'd be not not just offended, but they mm -hmm. would think that you were being a hypocrite. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think that sometimes because my wife and I, we talk about it often, mm -hmm. and she comes from that 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 grain where it's like they're used to people being around mm -hmm. and these big settings and all. number one, growing up, that wasn't the case for us. Except for with with family, and that was only on Sundays. Man, that wasn't even the case for me growing up. Period. Like it was my mom, my grandma, my brothers and sisters. That's it in the house. My mom, my grandma, my brother, my sister, and me. That was it. That's it. So so now I've gotten so used, to, and then my brother was, I think only three years older, but three years is pretty significant when you're young growing mm -hmm. up. When he left and was doing his own thing, and then my sister and my mom, they wound up moving to Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I moved with him, and she's like, nah, go ahead, go back, finish your senior year. Mm -hmm. I came back, so I was literally always felt like I was by myself, and I wasn't upset about it. Yeah. So now it's like I see the value in in building the camaraderie and the connections and the networks for, for our community. It's, it's imperative that see, we have that. I know where mine comes from. Mine is genetic from my father. Okay. He didn't call to no functions like that. Really? Christmas, I'm at home. Really? Thanksgiving, he's at home. Like everything, he's at home. Yeah. You can go over there and he might not even let you in half the time. That's funny. Because he, he just was so to himself. Mm -hmm. He'll show his head occasionally, but nah, I ain't going over there. And, and that's where, where it, it gets kind of <clears throat> tricky for me. So it becomes a case of, all right, me as the person who's aware enough to know that this is who I am this is how I feel is it on me to change or is it for the other people around me to understand who I am and accept it yeah and it's this weird balance because people would consider me a hypocrite because of how often I talk about building the community but how often I would I like being by myself yeah it's like it doesn't work together. And I'm like. But, you know, everybody has a different way of building their community. That's where I was going to end up. Yeah. So go say more, please. So so and, and I realized this when I stepped into the political realm, um, being involved in, in this city that we live in. Right. Mm -hmm. So full disclosure, like I'm on the Davidson County Democratic Black Caucus. I'm a board member. Mm -hmm. Right. So 
I've I've learned just by watching that everybody shows up different ways. Yep. So some people show up building their community with their money. Mm-hmm. Some people show up with activism. Mm-hmm. Some people show up by getting out and knocking on doors. Some people show up by showing you how to do the process. Mm-hmm. Everybody's way of showing up is different. Yeah. It's going to be and, different. Yeah, and it, it helped me realize what what type of way I was. like, Because right. I used to think, well, I got to be this activist. Yep. I got to get out here and yep. I got to yell in the streets. Because yep. Some people like to, to protest. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not that type of dude. Like, yeah. I don't like to protest. I don't like to be out. I don't like people to know about me and, and have their hand in my pocket. Mm-hmm. But I can control some things if I if I do my, if I'm putting my money in places. Because right. now, if I put my, give my money to you and you for this cause, you're going to go hard. And now you got a little bit don't of money for it. To, yep. hit, to help. Yep. The, you know what I'm saying? So yep. everybody shows up different in that space. Yep. And, and I'm glad you brought that up because that's, again, where I wanted to end up was that, like, even when you're talking about building a community, like, somebody has to be the ringleader. Somebody has to present the concept to the community that we need to get together. So somebody has to lead the circus. Until somebody got to lead it. And then maybe that's somebody else's job. Yeah. And then maybe it's somebody else's job to come <laughs> in and provide the entertainment. And then somebody else has to be, be the, the one clowns. to clean it up. Somebody yeah. got to be the client. Somebody has to do a job all throughout this but there takes a certain level of maturity to understand that and that's what you were just talking about like sometimes you have to change your circle sometimes Mm -hmm. you got to spend some time by yourself and be honest and be like i don't have these skills yep and i'm okay with that i do have this little extra money from you know this car accident whatever it is so i can do that Mm -hmm. or i am healthy i am strong i do not mind getting out there on the street pounding the pavement. I don't mind doing that. Door banging door. on the door. Yeah. I don't mind. But that's not everybody's strength. So when it comes to building community, I'm not, I can't sit here and pretend like I'm the strongest in all areas of building community, but my desire and my love for my people, that doesn't change it. Yeah. So even though I may look like a hypocrite from time to time from to some people, like even when my, <laughs> even when my wife, we're having that conversation, I'm like, but you just don't understand. Yeah. Because it's two different people. It's two yeah. different people. It's coming from two different worlds. And when your expectation is that your skill set should be the same as my skill set, you're going to fail every time. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's in a marriage, a relationship, well. a partnership, a business partner, whatever it is. If your expectation for somebody else is that they do stuff the same way you do, you're going, even this podcast, we are not the same. At all. And if we were the podcast probably wouldn't have reached all them countries and had a thousand listens. It, yeah. it, it would not have happened. Work, yeah. And we got to be able to acknowledge and accept that. Like my place, I may not be the best behind the board. I may not be the best to be Henry and, and come in when I want to and kick people and, and slap people do and curse that. everybody out and, do and threaten that's, to quit every day. That's Otis Williams, <laughs> AKA Todd behind the board. Yeah, and this whole conversation, and this reminds me um, of um, you, we talk about hi- hypocrisy, right? Mm-hmm. There's a documentary on PBS. Talking about hip hop, hip hop, yep, <laughs> hip hop, hypocrisy. There's a documentary on PBS. I cannot think of the name of it. I'm gonna find the name and, and report back to y'all. But okay. it talks about um, it getting helping black people to vote, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And how you know f- f- if you weren't a wealthy black person you wasn't voting in the early days mm-hmm. so it it 
it talked about how I think I've seen that. It, yeah, so you see how all these all these poor black people are rallying, mm-hmm. but all the rich black people weren't doing anything. making any noise, right? But and and they had to do that because the white <clears throat> folks was like, well, if you if you bang hard, right, we gonna bang you out, right? Yeah. So they never said anything, but they but they were putting up all the money that they were making that, off their crops. They were putting that up for the fight. Yeah. Right. So it looked like they were doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So it looked like hypocrites, but they was actually banging super hard for, right. for the cause. Right. So that's kind of similar to what we had in this day and age, right? Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's the same Absolutely. thing. Yeah. I mean, and Joel says all the time, everything evolves, right? Yeah. Nothing nothing got changes, you. it just evolves. So yeah. <clears throat> But I need to find a doc. It's a really I think really I good remember. Documentary. Yeah, 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 I yeah. think you I do remember. let me know because yeah. that, that does sound yeah. good. It, and, and it may be <clears throat> available because I think I watched it on PBS on demand. Okay. So it's it's yeah. probably if you have the app, it's on there, but I yeah. can't I can't think of what it was. But you'll see it was like I was like, Oh man, these folks it looks like they not doing nothing, but they was going super hard, yep. putting all their money up. And and that takes us back to the conversation we There's had. Their skill about yeah about not just the skill, but when we were talking about like Uncle Tom, when we we had that conversation. Yeah, like yeah, it wasn't Uncle Tom no more. Yeah. We, we changed his name. It was Uncle Josiah. Yeah, Henson. Josiah. But but yeah, the him. funny part is, even in that story, people were saying that the person who was not a sellout was a sellout because he wasn't doing things the way they were that the way that they expected. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember who we were talking about somebody else. I can't remember on that same episode. Um, but people who, who just handle their business differently and we call them sellouts because yeah. they don't appear to be in the midst of the fight with us. Yeah. And, and that's a challenge for me. And I know I bring up like Stephen A. Smith all the yeah. time on that. Ooh, but but don't you, what about people, for example, mm-hmm. like if you're a person, if let, let's use real estate, right? Sure. I'm a black person mm-hmm. in the, on the black side of town mm-hmm. and I ain't got no money, mm-hmm. but I want to redevelop the area. But then this white dude comes in and is like, I'll help you redevelop the area. You, mm-hmm. I'm putting your name on everything, but I still own everything. Yeah. So you're basically gentrifying your neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? And you're doing it at the strings of, of somebody else. Like, right. is that is that being a hypocrite right there? It, you know, it depends because I sometimes I think we do not give enough credit to how oblivious people are. Like some people really don't know that they're that they're a pawn or a tool, they just don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and and for those folks, you gotta you gotta kind of understand that. And I. I don't know, man. For me to call somebody a sellout, I've got to see a consistent pattern of bad. I'm not ever going to call anybody a sellout because you don't of know. one thing. Yeah, yeah, you don't. I'm really not doing know that. what they know. No, and I don't then know. You, you like people. What people fail to realize when you call a person a sellout, look at what you've done. Mm-hmm. Right now, you may not sold out or what are you, whatever you call a sellout, on the scale that they did or the mm-hmm. magnitude. But if you compromised your integrity anyway, yep. You you done sold out. Sellout is not racial. No. Sellout is exactly what you just said. This is who I am as a person. Oh wait, now I'm not gonna be that right now. Yeah. Okay. I'll I'm stop back. for right now. Yeah. And then oh yeah. No, I'm I cut back. it off and then yeah, I cut it back yeah. on. That's and, a sellout. and we talked and we talked about that guy. Uh, what I, I told y'all was it in, in Jerusalem or whatever, and they was cutting off. Yes. Cut off the, the water. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. We talked about that. So yep. I mean, there you go. Right. Perfect there. example. And and people would probably call him a hypocrite because he's probably in his community saying, Hey, we need to get this. And we, this is what, this is what we, 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 and they're like, you ain't, we, you over there with them. 
So he looks like a hypocrite to them, but he's still handling business. It's just different than what their expectation is because of how they're doing it because of where they are. And I think like, I think it's very small minded people to come out first to call people like sellouts. Mm -hmm. You got to be very small minded and not see the bigger picture of the end goal. Or that person trying to get ahead too. Yeah, yeah. And trying trying to divert the attention from them to them to from the person that they're calling to sell out to them. Yeah. To try to make a stance on on whatever the issue may be. Yeah. And and that's why again, like uh, even even talking about like a a Kaepernick, I have not seen anything in the behaviors that would lead me to believe that everything that he's doing is for his personal gain. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I don't see that. Now, I don't know him personally to, to sit here and vouch and say he the realest, so, right. most solid dude. on. The, I don't know. Yeah. I just can't say that I've seen something that made me be like, mm, that's shady. I've not seen that. But to somebody else that I, I and I got into a conversation with somebody at church. I talked about this several episodes ago where he's calling them prima donnas. And I'm like, from your perspective, all you're looking at is this. You're not even thinking about any of this that led up to them doing this. So call them a prima donna because of how much money they make? A little bit of that. They're spoiled. They're entitled. They got all this money. And it was so basically I'm a, a shut prima up and donna. dribble. I'm a prima donna based off my ability to put, like, all the time that I put in the gym to get to this level. Yes. I'm a prima donna now. Yes. I'm a prima donna because people choose to give me things without me asking. Yes. Wow. Yes, that was basically the gist of it. Now, the guy wound up apologizing, but to that point, people some people call Kaepernick a hypocrite. I can't call him that because I don't know him, what his real intentions are versus what's really happening. I'm not in the loop. I'm not in the know enough to say either way, but from what I've seen, this is what it appears to be. Donald Trump, I don't know if he's a racist. I don't know. I can't yeah. say one way or the other. I don't know him. But I've heard him say things that sound very divisive. And if you cared about people, you may not have said those things. So I can question his integrity based on that. But I can't say he's people in general. Yeah. Yeah. I can't say he's a racist. I don't know. Yeah. You're with him every day and all that. Right. But there's been enough that's happened on his track record that'd be like, I have the right to question his integrity based on this. But I'm never going to come to this conclusion and say, this is who he is. We want him out of here because right. of this. But Joel, I'm going to step that. on in real quick and say this right here, brother. Yeah, he's racist. Because <laughs> that man said, I would love to be a black. What's a black? That's funny. What's a black? That, that's comedy right there. Yeah, yeah. A black. Yeah, a, I would love to that's be a black. That's comedy. And you know, that's how white folks used to talk about black people back they in did. the day. So he's just, he's just talking how he grew up. Like. And I was going to say, racism is taught, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, his father didn't say it. He didn't want what? People of color in any buildings. He yeah. wasn't written to any person of color. He said that straight up. I mean, and that's and and, and he had his reasons behind it. But it's you know. funny because and I don't know if it was you I was talking about with, uh, about this. We were talking about just houses and and where the those predominantly black people they're about twenty five thousand dollars less. Did we did we did we bring that up? Where was I? Who was I talking to about that? I thought it was you. No, don't it don't sound like you was, brother. So go ahead and bring it. Start from the top. <laughs> yeah. So we were just talking about how I, I, we don't have enough time because we're we're running out of time. But okay. um, just where there is predominantly people of color mm-hmm. in neighborhoods um, that are dark skinned right? Mm-hmm. The houses generally appraise for twenty five thousand dollars less than white communities mm-hmm. or communities that is primarily 
white. Okay. So, I mean, just think about the houses we live in now. If we move four miles to the east, mm-hmm. how much this house would, be, you know, would, would cost. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. About six or seven. Shit, probably not. If we move four these, miles that way, yeah, yeah, these, these would be about, about five, four, yeah, four, about five, four and a half, four five, yeah. at least four and a half, yeah, minimal. So, so it's just different, yeah. right? And because I think these the builder has this same setup east, if I'm not mistaken. I'm I'm sure they do. And the last neighborhood we lived in on the east side, yeah. right? That this this builder was in there. Now. Moving um, on up, and their houses the were inside. significantly more than yeah. than others. But I mean, that's just something. You're talking about over there where we met them at, where we had to go meet them at to finalize everything. Uh, yes, yes. And yes. those houses were smaller. And yeah, they sure were. They sure were. Because I saw you that day. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Those yeah. houses were smaller. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, we we ain't got a lot of time, so let's let's wrap up these final thoughts here. Emory, what you got? Oh man, uh, don't be a hypocrite. I mean, you know, and make sure you stand on your word, building unite, and don't do like Joe, man. When people invite you over to their house, <laughs> come on now, show your face, man. I understand you're a loner, but you know, come on now, show your face, man. Don't have me sitting at my window like this. Thought Joe was gonna come. Thought Joe was gonna come. But nah, I get everything you're saying, yeah. brother. I'm a loner too. Yeah. Like in my own house. I isolate Likewise. myself time from time for Likewise. my children. I mean, from my daughter and mm-hmm. her mom. Mm-hmm. I'm in that front room now. I, that's why I redid that whole room up there. Yeah. Like, yeah, nah, I'm going to just, I'm Let chill up here. Let me do me. Yeah. yeah, I'm going to chill up here. So I, I'll say this. Um, number one, what you're saying in jest is still warranted. Mm-hmm. So there's truth to that. Um, but I think it, the easiest thing for us to do is to say what you said also, which is stand on your word. Those are the obvious things. But I'm actually going to speak to the other people, the people calling folks hypocrites. Mm. Before you call somebody a hypocrite, understand who they are, understand what makes them tick, understand all of those nuances about that person. Because if you do not and don't even attempt to, then your your pronunciation of them being a hypocrite is unfounded. And honestly, it could be pretty disrespectful. So, yes, absolutely. Stand on your word. Be who you are and maintain it. Don't compromise your integrity. But don't be so quick to question somebody's movements because they're not moving the same way you move. Exactly. And, I, and I'll pay you back off that. Everybody moves differently. So, um, I don't know what the hell Henry is doing to me. But I, was, I was doing it to the microphone. Oh, okay. I was doing it to the microphone. I was saying peace. Oh, but the people couldn't hear. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I knew. Yeah, was, I knew it for a he minute. Was, he like, was looking at me fuck? like making some weird finger motions. I I didn't know what he was doing. But anyway, <laughs> gang banging, um, brother. Every everybody everybody moves in the world differently. So yep. understand that, and you know, because you don't know how they move, don't be so quick to judge. Absolutely. Because you might find out later how they was they, they was moving entirely differently than, mm-hmm. than what you than what you thought. So. Yep. Um, make sure could, you evaluate yeah, before you absolutely before you just because that decision. individual moving differently doesn't mean it doesn't benefit you yeah. exactly yep. so so chillax chillax exactly so we literally out of time so i ain't got nothing else to say anybody else gotta make it quick like 10 seconds no i'm good I'm good brother right. good looks like we out then peace, peace.